This here is an audio podcast from Weird Audio Productions, the home of psychedelic sci-fi and surreal audio adventures. Eternal copyright, Davy Ferguson and Weird Audio Productions. A not-for-profit audio production narrow boathouse. Weird Audio Productions proudly presents The Fourth Emergency Satellite Broadcast from the Future By Davy Ferguson You lucky people Captain Spud and his current paramour, Slight, the Emeritus Hitwoman, now his newly installed personal bodyguard, are out on the surface of the moon, taking a romantic stroll after supper. Their second-hand NASA spacesuits are ill-suited for romance, limiting the lovers to only gaze lovingly into each other's eyes by touching faceplates as they utter sweet nothings to one another over their intercoms. The recently revealed secret of their human and synth relationship was generating far too much prying into species publicity in the global media. So, a stroll on the moon's surface, together, away from all of Captain Spud's problems, which the ever-expanding Moontro's moon base was causing, is a blissful break from the increasing responsibilities for the unofficial mayor of Moontro's underground city. But Spuddy is unable to relax. I just wish the credit tea and the alien archaeologist had given me the nod that they were going to release the story of the discovery of the Elohim teletransportation station as preemptively as they had. I mean, they haven't even tested the damn thing yet. That is because there is a small but acutely crucial item missing. Yes, I know. The ignition key. No, it is more than that. That is just what the tabloid press are calling it. According to Greta T. and Arky, the so-called ignition key also holds a vast amount of data concerning the position of all of the teletransportation stations on all Elohim-influenced planets in the galaxy. So... You are saying the ignition key is a celestial map and guidebook of the reign of the Elohim civilization before their extinction, right? In a nutshell, yes. Your moon trose base houses, a useless Elohim teletransportation station without this vital information. So in simple terms, no trains are going to leave the moon trose station without any rail tracks to follow. So, where is the ignition key to be found? Because, if you haven't noticed, there are a hell of a lot of emigrating passengers queuing up at Moontro's base for departure. It is believed that the Elohim artifact stolen from Sloverby's auction house, New London by an agent of the mega-criminal Archibald Voss, was your ignition key. 
So, I made a brilliant mayoral decision in hiring Chester P. Crimes, super sleuth to the stars, to take a look into Voss and Vicious then. I may have lingering brain fog, but I've still got it where it counts, yeah? Of course you have my sweetie. Captain Spud goes on as if he is determined not to relax and enjoy this romantic walk on the moon's surface with Slight. But hey ho, where else better could a worried man download all his anxiety and concern for humanity's plight in these troubled times than on the lunar surface in the vacuum of space looking upon the horizon where the poor battered planet Earth sits. But that is not all I have to worry about. The emergency staff that we left behind when we had to evacuate Wicked Whack Manor due to the android overlord's imminent threat of annihilation upon Wicked Whack, the rock band and the manor house. What about the emergency staff, Captain? They are performing their defensive duties, surely? Well, uh, well, the security and maintenance androids retained to defend the manor house and grounds have either succumbed to a reprogramming, or more aptly, bribery. Apparently, Wicked Whack Manor is now open as an Irish country manor, open to the general public for 20 euros a ticket. Somehow, a large portion of climate activists around the world have become disillusioned with humanity, mainly with governments and big business not abiding to all the green policies they have signed up to. What with world events such as the ever-evolving Covid pandemic and the start of a potential third world war in Eastern Europe and the effects and consequences of military action leading to the frantic scramble for oil and gas to fuel such a destructive world-ending war has on the greening of the global environment. A splinter group has broken away from Extinction Rebellion. They call themselves the Douglas Adams Dolphins and they want to leave planet Earth before it is too late. Somehow, these Douglas Adams Dolphins are taking the 20 euro tour around Wicked Whack Manor and leaving via the lift portal to Wackaroody's bar and then onto Moontro's lunar base to await teletransportation to a new world. And I just don't know what to do about it all. The alien archaeologists' mole gangs are working flat out on the subterranean expansion of the moon base. But the dolphins just keep coming through the wicked whack manor lift portal, expecting accommodation while they wait for the teletransportation station to be activated. We need to find the ignition key now. Oh, Spud E, you do worry so. It is written in my genome, kiddo. I can't help it. The two astronauts embrace in an awkward fashion, staring through their helmet visors at each other. Slight smiles with an intensity that warms Spuddy's heart. Time stops for a brief beat or two of serenity, only to be darkened by a slowly creeping shadow eclipsing the sunlight across the local lunar landscape. It takes a moment or two for Captain Spud and Slight 
to notice the dimming fade of illumination. They look up at the sky to see the dark underbelly of the android overlord's flagship asteroid floating a hundred kilometers or so above the Tranquilitatis Basin. Oh, crikey, it's the android overlord. Something bad is about to happen. Take cover, girl. Slight runs to the nearest crater, almost swiftly followed by Spuddy. They arrive and peer over the edge to see six squadrons of fighter space cruisers, including flagship and five troop carriers, swarm out of the giant launch and retrieve airlock in the belly of the asteroid starship. Is that Emperor Trump's new lethal reinforcements we heard rumors about? Or is this a sneaky attack on our big bad neighbors? The latter, I hope. But the way all these spacecraft are aligning themselves in formation around the Trump stockade crater airlock like a car showroom it will be Emperor Trump taking delivery of his new space force. More is the pity, I believe. We are now inside the Trump underground lunar stockade. Emperor Trump is sitting slumped in his newly acquired maximum size plush golden emperor throne. His bulky presence is strapped to the throne. He is immobile. The ex-president of the United States of America has a horror-struck expression on his flaccid orange face. The prisoner, for that is what he is, has a steel flexi-pipe forced down his throat. The other end of the tube is attached to a Heath Robinson contraption, invented by the evil android overlord's chief scientist, the android Siamese twins, Sir Isaac and Robert Newton. An incomparable pair of Siamese twins, ever conceived, representing the famous English physicist Isaac Newton, and the English actor Robert Newton, famous for his performance of the peg-legged pirate Long John Silver in the film Treasure Island. There is half a sack full of Hothelium's time-distorted magic truffles next to the instrument of torture, delivered accidentally by the crew of the shroom-powered spaceship Hothelium, to the Trump Stockade's main airlock. For at least two Earth hours, the scientific twins have been feeding their contraption with time-distorted psychedelic truffles that are squeezed as hard as a cider press would, and the extracted mesh pumped into Trump's stomach. The effects on Trump's body and mind. Well, his stomach is swelling up with half a sack of crushed magic truffles settling in like ready-mixed concrete. Flatulence abounds around the outmoded President Trump's posterior like swamp gas. As to his mind, well, even time-distorted truffles 
have some hallucinogenic quality about them, taking his mind to a psychedelic charnel house of the ex-president's own making. The door to the torture chamber opens and the evil android overlord enters with a gleam of delectation on his stony visage at the sight of his prisoner's highly aggravated discomfort. Well, 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 Mr. I want to be Space Emperor. The old Trojan horse ploy never fails to delight me. Your failure to win the second term in the Oval Office, and thus enable you to destroy the United States, has thwarted me so much, that I had to seek retribution upon you, in such a malign, and atrocious manner. Your failure has set back my domination of planet Earth, and your complete incompetence shown, peeved me somewhat. But hopefully, my other two agent provocateurs will pick up the slack, and your demise will certainly spur Vladimir Putin and his kissing cousin, Boris Johnsonovich, to do their uttermost to wreak havoc upon your planet and destroy all life upon the surface. I have an anonymous client interested in buying a hot planet in this quadrant of the galaxy, and the figure he is offering, is far too tempting, for me to let any scruples I might have, forestall me. I am a businessman, after all said and done. Exhilarated by his tirade, the evil android overlord sits down to watch Trump's ever-expanding gut and the man's horror-stricken expression on his contorted orange face. Then, his court jester, Igor, enters the torture chamber. Igor whispers in his overlord's ear. The evil android overlord answers in a delighted voice. How pleasing and just in time to see the moment glamour. Show them in, Igor. I am sure they will enjoy this little scene of retribution upon their evil captor. Igor returns to the entrance and beckons in the two dishevelled figures who differently follow the court jester towards his master. The evil android overlord stands and turns to greet his new guests. Dr. Salih, Sis Zaki, and Dr. Helga von Finkel. Such a pleasure to meet you ladies again. You do remember our last meeting? Oh yes indeed we do. It was at your dinner party, where later that evening you murdered your wife. How could we forget that night in a hurry? So now are you going to murder us too? Oh dear ladies, I am in such a good mood. I have done more than enough evilness today to satisfy my inner demon. So I am releasing you lovely ladies 
into the tender care of my nemesis, that hippie idiot, Captain Spud. I shall give you free passage to Moontro's lunar base. But first I want you to, to witness the execution of Donald Trump, the demoted president of your country, and the man that held you hostage in such primitive conditions, for several of your earth years. I have taken a leaf out of your country's Central Intelligence Agency's handbook, concerning our Donald Trump here. Waterboarding seems to be all the rage these days, but my scientific team, the Newton twins have developed an exquisite twist on that theme. With a nod from the evil android overlord, the Newton twins crane a perspex tank over Trump and his throne. Then the Newton twins, working in tandem, empty the other half of the time-distorted magic truffles into their heath Robinson contraptions. And then, Isaac Newton turns the power of their killing contraption up to the max. The crushing and pumping increases speed, as does the flatulence, until one loud reverberating fart ignites and ends in a meat-splattering explosion. Incorporated on the hour on the nanosecond. And finally, social media rumors from the Moon Trolls lunar base are circulating that former President Donald Trump has died of a chronic fart attack. Surely that is a typo error, Skyler. Perhaps it should read as heart attack. No, it is not a typo, Denzel. Erswell President Trump died yesterday morning in his lunar stockade on his newly acquired Space Emperor throne of a severe bout of flatulence. Well then, Donald Trump has finally trumpeted his last sound bite then. More news on his demise as it comes in. Worldwide News Incorporated on the hour on the nanosecond. Hi, I am Caressa Deville. I am Lady Jane Storm's manager and creative producer of all Lady Jane's streaming video adventures. We are in the video control room, which is very much like Cape Canaveral's mission control room in the Mercury and Gemini days of the 60s. On the large wall screen at the moment, one of the five golf ball-sized drone cameras 
that accompany Lady Jane 24-7, is hovering around the corner of the tunnel street leading to the industrial area of Muntros Lunar Base. Lady Jane is trailing Voss and Vicious to their import-export offices. She has been following the master criminal, Mr. Voss and his henchmen, for the past day and a half, ever since our adventuress had picked up their trail at Wicked Whack Manor. On a guided tour of the ancestral home, Lady Jane was wearing a full-faced COVID mask at the time, so that Mr. Vicious did not recognize her, as the two villains stepped into the portal lift, along with a party of Dougie Adams dolphins, who were wearing dolphin masks. The portal lift arrived at the space-time continuum bubble that houses Wakarudi's bar. So Lady Jane merged with and spent the evening drinking and dining with the school of dolphins, whilst keeping a drone camera or two on Voss and Vicious, who were also drinking like fish. The next morning Lady Jane awoke on the floor of a dolphin's hotel room with a crippling hangover. But she was there with the dolphins, queuing for the portal lift to go to Moontros Lunar Base. But now back to real-time action in the industrial neighborhood of Moontros. Which is no mean feat for our adventurous lady in a heavily pedestrianized underground city that Moontros is fast becoming. Lady Jane answers her phone, it is me, sending the poor girl a good news telegram. Her holographic adventure is picking up quite a healthy audience by the millisecond. I am sure the poor girl needs good news like this right now. Back to the scene at hand. Lady Jane leans up against the exterior wall of Voss's import and export office. She can see through one lower corner pane of the grubby office window. Mr. Voss is gloating as he handles and examines the Elohim necklace. Lady Jane considers phoning the local constabulary. Does Moontros even have a local police force? But before I can get a member of our Cape Canaveral staff to look the data up, Lady Jane has decided to dial 999 on the off chance. Luckily, Supervisor Gilmore, late of the Garda Shakona Extraterrestrial Division, is on duty and answers the call of a damsel in distress. Super Gilmore promises that he is on his way with a squadron of justice facilitators to attend the scene of recovery and arrest of Voss and Vicious for possession of stolen property. Super Gilmore and his troopers arrive just as the two villains with a cohort of bodyguards are about to depart the premises. Mr. Voss, you are surrounded. All of you, drop your weapons and put your hands up. This is not looking good. Villains in fictional videos never lay their weapons down and stick their hands up for any authority figure. Three of the bodyguards dash towards a row of parked electric freeride buggies and crouching behind the machines. 
They opened fire with reproduction Tommy guns at Super Billmore and his justice facilitators across the Tunnel Street. All pedestrian and electric buggy traffic stops as tourists and Moontrose residents run and take cover, including Lady Jane Storm herself. Messrs Voss and Vicious Panic, and like the cowards they are, bolt back through the office entrance to break windows to fire upon Super Billmore and his justice facilitators. As the shootout erupts, Lady Jane is hiding behind a street utility cabinet, with four of her hovering drone cameras picking up all the action taking place. The fifth camera is focused on her face, to record her reaction to all the dramatic action. Back here at Mission Control some of her biomed recorders are off the chart. Luckily I am getting thumbs up signs from her doctor. Super Gilmore and his justice facilitators are shooting frazzle dart guns. Three of the justies have been hit by ricocheting bullets but can still return fire. It is not long before Super Billmore and his justies have fired enough frazzle darts to discommode and immobilize boss's thugs. Leaving five justies to disarm them and call for medical help for their injured co-workers and transportation to the forest for the prisoners. Super Gilmore and a lone justice facilitator enter the business premises to arrest Voss and Vicious. Lady Jane Storm picks herself up from the tunnel's pavement and follows the two policemen into the outer office. Mr. Vicious is frozen in a firing position at a broken window, with several dozen frazzled darts mostly in his chest and face. The tiny frazzled chlorophyll darts, the diameter of a fiber optic strand and the length of a standard brant and may kitchen match have penetrated through Mr. Vicious's zoot suit. The frozen projectiles are even now melting. The genome-manipulated green liquid is being absorbed through the pores of this sweaty villain's skin. The frazzle chlorophyll is entering the bloodstream and is slowly metamorphing Vicious's body into a tree. All his bare skin that can be seen is slowly changing to the consistency of tree bark, an oak tree by the looks of him, with growing twigs forcing their way through the oak tree's clothing. Another one for the forest then, Sergeant. At the entrance our Jane coughs politely. Ah, Lady Jane Storm I presume? Please come in, come in. We have the mastermind and his henchmen in custody at last. She enters and stares at Mr. Voss with a deep-rooted hatred. Mr. Voss is affecting an irritatingly calm and collected manner standing alongside his subordinate. He has been cuffed by Super Gilmore's sergeant. Mr. Voss's tightly bound wrists are awfully close to his neck, somewhat on the principle of an exceedingly small yoke. In fact the only movement Mr. Voss could possibly make would be to pick the earwax with a finger or two from both his ears. His terrilene zoot suit is looking a tad rumpled though, 
as is his graying friar tuck haircut. Lady Jane marches up to Voss. Without any warning she punches him on the nose and spits in his eyes. She then finishes him off with a swift kneeing to his testicles. Quick as a flash, the adventurist grabs the necklace that is slowly sliding from out of the breast pocket of Voss's jacket, as he is bending in agony from that final blow. Lady Jane drops the Elohim relic in her purse, unseen by Super Gilmore and the sergeant. Do you see this? Look at me, you scumbag. What do you think these abominations here are? Jane is pointing at the brow of her head. Where horror upon horror, there are three glaringly white hairs, defiantly adorning her chestnut brown hair. With the adventurist's shaking finger indicating her full wrath, she continues. Three white hairs, and what do you think caused that to happen? Staring bankruptcy in the face, after your heinous crime, you monster. And with that, Lady Jane Ram raids Voss's scrotum with her kneecap, with all the power of a Chelsea tractor. She leaves Mr. Vicious unmolested to turn into a tree in peace. Turning on her heels Lady Jane walks out the office door, all straight-backed and confident, like Lauren Bacall on heat, leaving Mr. Vossall doubled over for the second time. Once out on the pavement of the tunnel street, Our Lady Jane heaves a sigh of relief and bends to lightly massage her bruised kneecap for a few moments. Excuse me my dear lady, but you are the video adventurist, Lady Jane Storm, correct? Lady Jane straightens up and stares at a podgy short man with curly hair wearing an ill-fitting black pinstripe suit suit, with a cogent but quirky smile on his rotund face. I am sorry but I am in no mood to do autographs now. Jane fiddles in her handbag and pulls out her silver hip flask and takes a couple of nips of vodka to ameliorate the pain of her kneecap as the man continues his introduction. Er, Lady Jane. No I am not an autograph hunter. A moment of your time please dear lady. I bring you greetings from Captain Spud, the mayor of Moontro's Lunar Base. Here is my card. I am Chester P. Crime's private eye, and the personal advisor to Captain Spud, in all Moontro's city-related security matters. Captain Spud would like to meet with you, concerning your latest adventure. He would like to introduce you to some of his staff who can help turn this adventure of yours into the grandest adventure of all human time and space. Splendid! Our new adventure is picking up a pace at last. Don't blow this lead Jane, please. I am afraid that I don't know this Captain Spud, you say you are working for. But I am on an adventure, and as long as there is food and drink at this meeting of minds, I am your girl. So take me to your leader, Chester P. Crimes. 
We can leave the Super Gilmore to mop up this little mess, and then he will return your valuable possession to its rightful owner soonest. During dinner perhaps? That sounds exquisite, Chester. To seal her declaration of intent, Lady Jane drains the content of her hip flask, as Chester Crimes leads her to a pair of waiting free-ride electric buggies. Meanwhile, back at the crime scene, Mr. Voss, having almost recovered from the genital assault, had managed to activate his false teeth Bluetooth keyboard. Whilst handcuffed in the mini stocks, he is even now tapping with the tip of his tongue for the infamous teletransportation app on his phone, which is in the back pocket of his trousers. The shackled Mr. Voss then disappears. At the sight of this betrayal, Mr. Vicious is rooted to the spot quite literally, as he is now facing a 10-year sentence as a human tree, breathing in carbon dioxide and breathing out oxygen for the benefit of all citizens of Mundros Lunar Base. With his naked feet planted in mulch in the perspex domed penitentiary forest on the lunar surface. So, as the signal of the fourth emergency satellite broadcast from the future fades into incomprehensibility, I'd like to thank some of my faithful listeners in Council Bluffs, Iowa, Frankfurt AM, Maine, Germany, and Mountain View, California, and all my vast audience of extraterrestrial listeners whose locations are too many to mention, but they know where they are. They are out of sight. Terrific. Weird audio productions. Helping to keep the world stable.